This is y'all. Welcome in to episode 57 of the Dunmarks Podcast, your favorite Saturday brunch bunch. The four-man booth, the best four-man booth in the business is now a triple threat today because one of the Dunmarks continues to duck me <laughs> after the week that was. Jason, you don't show up for Raw. You don't tweet along as the watch along. You don't say nothing all week. And you get on here to bury you because WWE, how bad WWE was, which we'll get into in Bell to Bell. You're not here and you're blaming it on your nephew's birthday bash. First off, happy birthday to your nephew. Okay, I don't know how old he is, but happy birthday to him. Second off, nobody has a birthday party at 11 a.m. Okay, that's number one. All right. And two, the birthday party don't last for 12 hours. So you're not going from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. Okay, you're not turning into an all day affair. You're ducking me. You didn't want to come on and take this verbal tongue lashing that you get on a weekly basis on here. And that's all I got to say about that. So if you want to show up in the comments, show up in the comments. All right. Your tall, grizzly beard at himself. Come on the show and, and, and you know what I mean? Get this verbal, verbal ass whooping that you get on a weekly basis. <laughs> With that being said, I've been up since 630 this morning. I got four loads of laundry done. I'm on my third cup of coffee. I vacuum. I've dusted. I've mopped. Some bitch is ready to go today, boy. <laughs> so you better be ready. Fired up. The honey do list all done? Honey do list is done for the most part. We got some other stuff to take care of. But yeah, man, what's good? Everybody good? Shitty, crappy morning in Pittsburgh. After yeah. beautiful, after after a, a week full of beautiful eighty degree weather in October, uh, global warming's not real, right? Yeah, world's coming to that. It's going to be seventy five, eighty degrees all next week too. But yeah, no, we won't we won't talk about that. That's not what this show's designated for. Well, the heat wave Thanksgiving. Yeah, literally, ECW heat wave used to take place in, in July. I think they moved that pay-per-view to November now because, yeah. <laughs> man, it was like, yeah. So, but everybody's good. Week was good. Ready to go? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. We did kick off this week, um, Monday night, me and Chris um, did a did a live stream watch along. Um, we'll get into that, talk about our experience for that and bell to bell. Um but yeah, so let's hop into the to the main shits and giggles here in the intro. The topics that we normally like to cover here: TV, sports, and or TV, movies, entertainment, snacks, smasher trash. Everybody seemed to like smasher trash from last week, mm-hmm. so I think yeah, that was yeah. a hit. We'll, we'll, we'll run, a lot more we'll snacks run through this that. Week too. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll run through that um, at the end of the intro this week as well. Um, so all you chubby kids out there can play along with us um, as we, you know. Like Mike Epps said in uh, Friday, you know, little baby D's got all the snacks. You know, snacks that ain't even out yet she got. Well, <laughs> you, you want snacks that ain't out yet or snacks that are just hitting the market? Uh, and you're a chubby kid for life. Um, you know, come over here and the fat kids will give you with the smash and with the trash. And then hopefully we'll find them over the next few weeks as they come out. And maybe we can give them a try on the show, too, and let you know mm-hmm. if it's worth picking up or not. We'll get Jason to do a live taste testing. That'll be good. Yeah. He'll like everything. Mm-hmm. He'll be like the, the kid Mikey cereal. Mikey likes it. Of course, Jason he'll likes just, it. He'll, eat he'll just put he'll just put peach over everything and that'll be the end of it. Like <laughs> if it's got sugar, yeah. he's happy. Yeah, hold on. I'm I'm gonna mute myself for a second. <laughs> the home was your week. Oh, it was good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just glad it's the uh, uh, just, just glad it's the weekend. We'll just say that. <laughs> so, 
I had to drop my car off last night, this morning, for oil change and tire rotation and some usual stuff. Well, they just called and said that my car is done and I got to pick it up by two. So, not to rush through this podcast, but you know, uh, if we go the, the the normal two hours here, we might be cutting it close for me to get out to get my ride. So, all um, right, so we're doing dumb marks on the road. Don't yeah. rush in the car. Go go. Drop Steve off for his car. Just do it in the car. <laughs> you seen carpool, uh, carpool karaoke? We'll just do a uh, carpool botting. Right. the The only thing I had for movies and TV this week: um, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. First look revealed the Autobots and the uh, Terracons. Gotcha. So, um, looks dope. Like I said, I'm excited for it. But I'm a Transformers dude, and you know what I mean. Like, hopefully they get away. We're supposed to be getting away from all the Michael Bay bullshit that he did towards the end of the Transformers run, but just completely ruined it um, and just made them unwatchable. So this looks really good. Um, you know, the images that came out, the Autobots, they look dope. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Has there been anything since uh, Mark Wahlberg's movie? They just had uh, the Bumblebee movie. I didn't watch that. I didn't Bum- watch that Bumblebee either. was the best one. Really? Yeah, Bumblebee was amazing. Like it was good. Wahlberg's movies, the two that he did, I didn't mind them. They were okay. Yeah, there was two. Yeah, of them. there was two. Oh, okay, I didn't. See I saw his. One. I saw his first one, and I really wasn't crazy about that. I I didn't watch yeah. the last one. The last night, I didn't watch that. Yeah, I didn't like. I didn't like his first one. I like him, but I, I just didn't like the movie. So this, so this story, Rise of the Beast, it's set in 1994. Um, it'll follow an archaeologist, archaeologist couple from Brooklyn who wind up in the middle of a conflict between three different factions of Transformers, the Maximals, Predacons, and the Terracons. So okay. Anthony Ramos and Dominic Fishback star with Peter Collin voicing Optimus Prime. So I look I'm looking forward to that. Um that the normal check movie? out the yeah. No. Check out the check out the images um as you will. Um I can go ahead and share that on, on our Facebook um later on. If you guys want to head over there and check it out. But uh yeah, looking forward to that. Um the yeah. only other thing I saw with movie wise was um the Resident Evil trailer came out. Mm-hmm. This week also too. Welcome to Raccoon City, and it looks pretty good. Looks a lot better than those other ones that came out. <laughs> I know you'll check that yeah. out, Donald. Yeah, it looks like um, they're blending the first and second game together, which is a cool concept because in the video games, the first and first and second game happen like three days apart, I believe. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. It is. Speaking of that, um, video game wise, uh, the Nintendo Switch OLED came out yesterday, and um, we only had two in our store, and there was a lot of people lined up for it, which is odd because we are selling the Nintendo in stores, but not the PS5 or the Series Xs, even though the OLED is like a, just a rebrand, you know, like a refresher mm-hmm. Switch. It's still a considered a quote unquote new system. So a lot of people were mad about that. Like, oh, how could you sell this in store, but you can't sell this in store? I was like, huh, that's not for me to answer, you know? My, <laughs> my initial guess would be, you know, I guess the Nintendo would be more geared towards kids and kids aren't going to buy it online. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. It's not It's not. It's not as hot of a market for resale as no. the bots picking up Xboxes and PS5s. Like, mm-hmm. 
you're the, you know what I mean? Like people aren't gonna people aren't gonna pay double and triple the price for for a Nintendo like they did with the PS5 and the Xbox. Mm-hmm. But especially since it's just like a screen resolution like upgrade, man. That's yeah, it's not. That's it's not it. a, yeah. yeah, it's not a it's brand not new all. system. So like, mm-hmm. there's no reason to to buy it to you know vulture it up and and try to make <laughs> double the profit on it like they did with the other systems. Yeah, that's and what then, people do now though. They try yeah. to make money off of everything. Yeah, and uh, the only other thing I have for a video game is um, Lisa Sooth. She is the CEO of uh, MND, and MND are the the manufacturers that make the conductor processors for the Xbox and the PlayStation. And she came out and said this week that um, that they're finally beating their COVID thing, and everybody's back on uh, like back at work and stuff. So they're working hard on getting the systems out. And they said by next summer, it's not going to be impossible to find any of the systems anymore so they're revving their engines up and by the beginning of next summer everything should be in stores and that, i mean that was the general consensus with a lot of things right like two mm-hmm. years after the fact we should be relegatedly back to normal as far as that goes i mean supply chains are still down and screwed up in every industry it's not just you know technology but i mean it's across the board and you can see that in the price hike and everything um it ain't got nothing to to do but with the simple fact that you know the demand's high so you know price is going to go up and it's a shortage so your basic economics 101 there Mm -hmm. even in my industry like they're really even trying to say that next year 2022 will be like a catch-up year and then they're expecting things to somewhat get back to normal in 2023 so we'll mm-hmm. see. That sounds about right. It does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, yep. all right. That's that's all you got for gaming this yep. week. That's it. Chris, you got uh, anything on on your end from TV entertainment wise, or you, we're gonna jump straight into Smash or Trash on the snacks? I ain't got nothing on TV and movies, so if we could go right into Let's Smash go. or Trash. Smash yeah. or Trash. Remember, it's fast paced offense, high tempo, quick. Smash Trash. Move on to the next one. All right, we're going to start off. Uh, the first two are going to be from Jason. Uh, we got Kellogg's Wendy's Frosty Chocolate Cereal. So it'll, be, uh, it'll be like chocolate, uh, like kicks balls with uh, like marshmallows inside. Trash. Trash. If uh, I want a Frosty, I'm going to go to freaking Wendy's for a Frosty. <laughs> Pop-Tarts is coming out with Eggo Frosted Maple Flavor. Trash. Trash. Uh, I might smash that. Uh, this is an interesting one. Uh, Fruit Stripe is coming out with gummy candy. Smash. Trash. <laughs> Trash. Fruit Stripe is the worst gum ever. The flavor lasts for three seconds. That's, yeah. that's what they have in here. It, it was the best, like, ten seconds, you know, with the flavor. <laughs> but you know, after that, it was just, you know, you had to pop another piece. So we'll but see that's how fast you eat the candy, candy anyway, so it don't matter. <laughs> I mean, Fruit Stripe is like your first time, right? It's over in ten seconds. Like, it's, <laughs> it is what it is. It's Fruit Stripe. <laughs> Uh, two different flavors coming out. Ruffles is coming out with a flaming hot cheddar and sour cream. Trash. Trash. I'm and tired Dor- of flaming hot stuff. And to go on with that, Doritos is coming out with flaming hot Cool Ranch. Trash. Yeah, I might smash those. I like the spicy nachos, though. I think that might go along with the same. Uh, Land Lakes, they're coming out with. Uh, I know one's a reissue. I don't know if they're both. If one, the other one's new. Uh, Linda Lakes is bringing out pumpkin pie spice butter again this year for the holidays. Trash. <laughs> and they're also coming out with maple me crazy maple butter. 
That I might smash, I'll smash that. that. Mm-hmm. Put that on a, oh, a nice bagel. Yep. Smash that. Or on some waffles. Some pancakes. Um, Her- Hershey's last year had sugar cookie uh kisses. This year they're gonna do it as a sugar cookie like candy bar. So white chocolate with like little like be- like red and green beads inside. Trash. Trash. White chocolate is the worst chocolate out. Here. Mountain Dew is coming out with uh, gingerbread snap flavor. Trash. <laughs> Anything Mountain Dew is trash. <laughs> well, that might be fighting words with Donald. <laughs> I like three type of Mountain Dews. <laughs> uh, Haribo candy. They're coming. They always do like the uh, Happy Cola candy, like the Coke bottle gummies. They're coming out trash. with Happy Lemon Fresh Cola. That's trash. That's trash. Double trash. <laughs> that, that's trash. <laughs> uh, our friends in Canada at Wendy's are getting an, another uh, limited edition Frosty. We covered a strawberry Frosty a couple weeks ago. They're going to get a caramel latte Frosty f- for a limited time. Bro, smash that. Smash. Uh, Sheets, if you're from around this area, they have, MTO. Their own, they have their own brand of pop. They came out with a pumpkin pie pop. Trash. Trash. <laughs> Mind give Jones Cola with that one. Jesus. Uh, Pringles is coming out with a wavy, sharp white cheddar. Smash. Smash. Pop Tarts has a frosted, chocolatey churro flavor coming out. Trash. Trash. Uh, kind of going into uh, adult stuff. Truly, they're coming out with a holiday party pack. Pomegranate ginger fizz, cran orange sparkler, spiced apple spice. That's just redundant. Trash. Um, and holiday sangria. Trash. Bud Light did this with a, with fall <laughs> flavors. It's freaking trash. No, it's trash. <laughs> and last one. This is a re-release. Coke's bringing back for the holiday cinnamon coke. I never had it the first time it came out. I'm not going to drink it this time, so trash that too. And then another re-release, Sprite's coming back out with their winter spiced cranberry. Smash. It's not as good as the cranberry. It's not as good as the cranberry. It's not as good as the cranberry ginger ale, but it's it's up there. I agree. The cranberry ginger ale is one of my favorites. That's it. That's all I got. All right. Let's move into Bell to Bell. All right. Tough hour. Jason tuned in. Got it all right. <laughs> Change his last name from Beecham to Duckham because that's what he does. <laughs> Did the transition. Here. Jason threw it off with a late comment and just yeah. completely effed up the flow of the show. <laughs> that's all good. <laughs> Bell to Bell this week, uh, World of Pro Wrestling. So me and Chris did a watch along Monday night. Um, head over to YouTube for the video there. We literally watched all three hours of Raw, broke down the draft. Actually enjoyed the experience. It was good. We had we had people comment and watching along with us. Those of you that stuck with us through the whole show, we appreciate it. Um, I enjoyed the process and enjoyed doing it. I didn't enjoy the show. Um, <laughs> It's just that, like, there were so many issues, like, the way they formatted the show, the way they transitioned in and out of the breaks. It's just, like, WWE does, they, they do a fantastic job of killing their own audience because that show just kills their audience, especially the live crowd. The live crowd is so dead because of the way they format the show and how they go in and out of breaks. 
it just completely kills the vibe that they have going in the audience. And it was evident multiple times during the show on Monday night. So the, the biggest takeaway to me was not so much the storylines and what we got going on, which I, I think well, that was I, an issue I, too. That was, but I, I think I want to dive more into that for SmackDown purposes because the series premiere and everything else. The thing for me with Raw was it, they don't help themselves with how they format and break the show. It kills the audience live, and it also makes me as a viewer at home doesn't make me want to stay tuned in when they go to break or go to transitions. Like you lose the audience based off of what they do in and out. So that was the biggest segue for me from Monday night. We can, you know, if you want to listen in for draft picks and breakdown and, you know, that information, head over there, watch the video, um, chime in and let us know what you think from that standpoint. I'm not going to deep dive into it because we covered it for three hours on Monday, but that was just my takeaway from doing the show on Monday. There, If I tuned in to Raw without doing that, the actual watch along, there wasn't anything on Raw on Monday that kept my interest to keep tuning in. If, if I tuned in the beginning by probably the first or second segment, I would have tuned into something else because it just, there was nothing interesting on the program at all. Yeah, that was the that was the problem there. So, I but yeah, check, watch it. <laughs> check, out, check out the vid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check I just out, listened to the watch the along. Uh, what the next day, I listened to you guys, but I didn't watch it. There's no point in watching it. I just can't do all anymore. I don't care who's on it. I just can't do it. No, I mean it was good. There was good conversation, good banter back and forth, good comments. Um, <sighs> you know what I mean? We we got into a lot of stuff covering three hours of raw and yeah. went down some different avenues and that. So like all that was good and great, but just just from a, a visual watching standpoint, like to one hour is tough, let alone three on a weekly basis. And you know, I put out the challenge to you guys that watch the show weekly to Hit us up on social media and tell us why you watch the show, why you continue to watch the show for three hours every single week. Um, I didn't get any results. I didn't hear no, I didn't hear any feedback from anybody. So, you know, if you guys are listening and, and feel free to do that again, because um, I'm very curious as to how the audience continues to tune in for that show on a weekly basis. Is your laundry done in the background? I hear some beeping going on. Yeah, that was my dryer going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was the Eric Bischoff's old three minute warning only, you know, the, <laughs> the laundry going off. Um, so, yeah, so then let, let's, let's, um, how about, cause I got bigger issues with Friday night, right? So let, let's cover, let's cover NXT 2.0 real quick. Um, Chris, you, we talked about, Donald didn't watch it. Well, we talked about this on Monday night. We said that they don't need to do any type of special show event or takeover until next year. Yeah, build it up, right? Build it up. What do they do on Tuesday? They announce Halloween Havoc. I didn't see that. <laughs> so they're so not that, that, what, Tuesday the twenty sixth. They're not wasting any time, yep. right? And they're going right into it. I saw with uh, Braun Breaker and, and Champa. I did see that. So right Breaker off the bat, Champa, man. So you're really starting this whole thing, you know, just, you know, you're, they're going to put the title on breaker. I hope they don't. I hope they don't. To I mean, if this is going to be a true developmental brand too early. I mean, that's what they're going to do. That's you'll get, you'll get those guys as champions. Like that's how but they you did need, the original NXT too. 
but you need veterans to to bring them along. But that's not so the point just, of elemental. But when you have a TV show each and every single week, you got to be able to draw viewers in. If they yeah. just throw the belt on Breaker, like he only been on TV for what, like four weeks now? Or yeah, like, like that. Yeah, I think that's too uh, early. I, I do. I mean, just I'm, for but just for I, I know it's developmental, but just for yeah. somebody new, like right off the bat. Yeah, you can't. I mean, you 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 literally. You'd be doing a disservice to not only your audience by doing that, but you're also doing a disservice to the talent by doing that. Like, this, you want to hotshot it? I get, I, I get that you want to hotshot him and, and make him into a star, but having him just come on TV and four weeks later win the NXT title, that completely devalues the title. It completely devalues everything that that title stood for over the last six, seven years, like. You're not doing anything to help the product overall by having him win the championship right away. So have him go out there, have him have a really strong match, do a couple false finishes, have Champa win. Champa gets up, shakes his hand, and lets him know, hey, you're the future, but I'm still here right now. Your time will come, but it's not this night. And then you can, you know, run it back later on. Yeah, like you can get him over without having him go over. Oh, true. I think so, he's over right now. He is, but you can get him over even more. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's room without, to grow. With, without putting a belt on him. I mean, he's only been, like, we, we've discussed this before, too. He's only been training for, what, not even six months. So, like, there's there's room to grow. Like, but, no, I, I think I, I think this whole 2.0 thing is the NXTs in the past. There's, this isn't a continuation. This is a complete refresh. And, what if you think, if unfortunately you do I think that is gonna be just a transition champion? If you do that, there is no reason why any veteran is gonna resign once their deal's up. Oh yeah, I don't see that happening anyways. That everybody every every veteran that's still there. Gargano is an example. Gargano was tweeting out cryptic messages and everything mm-hmm. else. Like his deal's coming up. As far as I know, reading everything. Rumor and innuendo wise, they haven't even entered in the contract talks. So they may just let the veterans run out their deals and then yep. see you by. Like and they're not they going to resign. Them, probably anybody. try to push to get a main roster contract, not an NXT contract anymore. Yeah, I definitely yeah. see that happening. The reason we liked NXT it, is done. I mean, it's the, it's been evident the past few weeks with this refresh. It's gone and it's uh, not coming back. And if you're an NXT talent after, you know, what they've done to, to recent NXT call-ups, not counting the ones that came up in the draft, there's no reason why you'd want to sign a main roster deal. No, absolutely not. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, so they're hotshotting that. They announced Halloween Havoc. They're setting up Swerve versus Escobar next week, which it's like Swerve's on SmackDown. He's still the North American champion. He's never defended the North American belt since he won it in June. Now that he's getting called up, you have the match with him and Escobar just for him to drop the title. So that's that's just a pointless stupid. reign. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jason brought up a question. Thoughts on Tony D'Angelo and his reaction. I didn't see it, but I heard that the reaction was good. I don't like 
I, the name itself is kind of what makes me disconnect from the character. And if you want to do your own research on that, go ahead and do your research on that. Um, it's kind of WWE Did being. I hear t- that he's waste management. Is that what they're being being tone deaf with uh, with names um, from people that are actually name that that have checkered pasts and have done some shoddy stuff so um but yeah i mean we're we're going back to character like actual character characters um so if you want to you know for me this i see this and this is kind of like you know your tl hoppers of the world and just (laughs) you know i didn't buy it it. whenever it wasn't being watched yeah, I didn't buy it from from the vignette that they ran. I didn't I didn't like either one of those. Like th- this, this is your stereotypical Italian gimmick, and it, again, it just doesn't it doesn't work. When when WWE goes stereotypes, it, it's cringy. They're they're out of touch and out of base with with the stereotypes. And it, for being twenty twenty one, you shouldn't be doing any anything that's stereotypical of any type of race, creed, religion, whatever it is. Like, it just... It's tone deaf at this yeah. point is what it is. Who's so, running shit now? Mm-hmm. I know. I know, but I'm just... Like, that's... This is that's, my thought, that's my thoughts on, on D'Angelo. And then I also uh, read this weekend that the USA is disappointed with NXT, saying that the medium age now is 62, and they said that the age range is up in the 50s now. With everything, and they said they lost all the women from eighteen to forty nine, and they said the men eighteen to forty nine is li- like going away, yeah. and they said USA is not liking it. Jason falling up on Tony D'Angelo that he liked it, or the fans love that he didn't care for it. Yeah, I, I don't get the reaction. Like I, I just yeah. don't understand it. But I don't know. Maybe it'll. I don't know. Maybe it'll change over the next couple of weeks. It's just you know, it's like it's the same with Gacy, like. I don't get what they're doing there either. Like I thought they were they they were doing the, you know the the social media snowflake type character, but I don't know after Tuesday night and why did they why did they have Harland, formerly known as Parker Boudreaux, shave his head and look like he's part of a. I don't want to say a, a jail gang or like he just broke out of prison or he like it just. I actually didn't hear that he debuted, so I'll have to go back. And they showed him out. in the, they showed him in the crowd after Gacy's okay. match. Gacy stared at him after the match, and they like they had a look between each other, and that was it wasn't like necessarily calling him out as his debut, but he was there in the crowd as a plant. So if you if you're following up and you know who he is when you see him. It's like, oh, okay. But you see him and it's like, why did they do all that to him? Like or just because they're going to characters again. It's like nails 2.0, only with a shaved head. Nails, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Orange jumpsuit. <laughs> Big boss man's nice dick. <laughs> yeah, or Nathan Jones. Like, come on. Like, what do, like I don't know. Like I said, it's this just is the thing that I don't understand his head. I think he just thinks that, oh, it didn't fail. It it can succeed by somebody else. It's like, no, it's like when you do this two or three times with characters, if it fails, there's a reason it fails. 
Just like whenever they redid the brand split again. Just like they repeated all their mistakes all over again. Like they didn't learn from the first time. But yeah, I, you know, I didn't really care for much of the show itself. Um, Vic Joseph to me is terrible. Um, you know, yeah. you had the, the fatal like four way. I like Wade, but they, yeah, they need to find somebody else there to be the voice. Like, why is Vic Joseph telling Wade Barrett he better calm down or he's going to Urban Meyer himself? Like, what is the point in wow, saying that? Really? Line? Really? What? I don't Try like to be pop culture, I guess. But again, and, this is and, this is where it comes in, <laughs> into where it's coming into being tone deaf and, and insensitive to the people that's involved. Like, if you, if you follow the Urban Meyer situation, you've seen the videos, you've seen what he did and what happened and everything else. So why, like, why try to make, why try to poke fun of that in that type of way? Like, you're just completely why even bring it, it up? <laughs> yeah, it's. Yeah, it was when Wade was was talking about um, toxic attraction, and and Vic was like, "If you keep saying what you're saying, you're gonna urban mire yourself." It's like that the whole like that whole interaction is just so just tone deaf and mind boggling to me that that actually trans translated and happened on TV. As long as it made Vince laugh, that's all that matters. Yep. And they wonder why USA is pissed about everything. And it's like, oh, why people oh, are doing again. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, let's let us let us take a shot at Urban Meyer because he coaches the Jacksonville Jaguars, who's owned by Tony Khan and Shy Khan. So this is like an indirect shot at AEW. <laughs> and that's why their medium age is 62. They're not competition. No. <sighs> Nothing to say. Put Jason's stupid yeah, ass comment up. Yeah. It's it's way different than MJF and Darby's comments, Jay. You're 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 trying you're talking about you have a commentator who's saying comments during a uh, talking about a woman's group, and the head the head commentator is talking about a guy who, you know, double finger gunned a, a woman on her backside in public like come on dude that's like what do you mean that's that's no different than mjf and darby i think he might mean that's just they're both tone deaf jason you can tune in if you're referencing mjf's the school shooter line, I brought that up last week and, and I asked if that was to going too far. Like we we saw that was going too far. But it wasn't like a school shooting just happened and MJF goes out there and references Darby as being a school shooter. Urban Meyer literally did that last weekend and Tuesday night they're on commentary talking talking about you're gonna urban urban Meyer yourself. Neither one is right. Neither one should have. Neither one should have been referenced. But it, like, the timing and everything else of it, and it and it was done as to be like ha ha ha. MJF wasn't saying that to be ha ha ha. What happened to Abraham Washington whenever he referenced the Kobe situation? Gone. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that was even later. It was even like it, it just happened. I think it was a little bit later down the road. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like 
I said it went too far. I'm not flying the flag for AEW in that situation either. But like, come on, dude. Three days earlier, he does it. The videos float around social media. Everybody's talking about it, and and it's it's mainstream news, and that's how you choose to to approach it. Like when it really doesn't the, have, when it really doesn't have anything to do with the product in the ring, it had nothing, to, nothing at all to do. There was no reason for it. But he yeah, could have said anything. It made someone he, in the back laugh. That's all. You know, it's the only reason why it was said. Could have said any other line back to Wade Barrett, but that's what you chose him to have him say. Said I didn't even watch the program, but you know, just leave that stuff outside. Like yeah. just focus on wrestling. Like that's it. Honestly, anymore with WWE, I tune out the commentator so much I probably wouldn't even notice that. But that's the know, thing; it's from that, it's but... coming from it's from the commentators. It wasn't yeah. two wrestlers going back and forth in a promo in the middle of the ring like MJF and Darby. It was done by commentators that have nothing to do but tell the story and get the match over. That's their job. So, why even need to go down that road? There isn't there isn't any need to do it. Again. It's it's just for humor and there's no reason for it. So that's no Tuesday night. Not to watch the product. <laughs> I might tune in on Tuesday this coming week to watch Swerve and Escobar. Um, but like the outcome's known, so it kind of takes me out of it. Um don't know if I'll get excited for Halloween Havoc. Like it's just yeah, those of us that were in love with NXT, we kind of saw the writing on the wall when all this happened. And I don't yeah. like the rebrand it to me is not something that I think I'm going to tune in for on a weekly basis. Um, I noticed the other day that they are putting the full episodes on Peacock like the next day. Um, so it's like, yeah, it's, I don't need to tune in live if they're just going to put it on no. there. It's like mm-hmm. if, if I hear something good happen, then I'll watch it. Like I took it off of my DVR this week. I know I'm not going to just go back. If I want to watch it, I'll go back on Peacock. So that that's kind of what I had from NXT 2.0. Um, Friday night, SmackDown. I we didn't were texting, watch it, but I, we, we were texting we were in the group Jordan. chat. Yeah. Um, trying to think, what, what do I want to tackle first? Um, <laughs> I, I think. I don't know. I don't know. Was there any other bigger problem than the women? No, let's just start there because that yeah. was the biggest oh, slap in the oh. that was the biggest slap in the face to 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 fans. You're having the first ever Queen's Crown tournament, first matchups in that tournament, and both matches combined were on TV for less time than Roman Reigns' entrance. What are we? What are we doing? You're supposed to be oh the 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 the, revo, the the evolution the revolution of women's wrestling and we promote women's wrestling and our women are the greatest. No, your women get over in spite of you. Yeah, that's any talent in the company anymore. Uh-huh. They get over in spite of what they do with the talent, and then they then they pull the plug on them because they're getting over without them putting the marketing train behind them. And then, so let, do you have do you have the bracket for the for the Queen's Crown? Oh yeah, I got matchups. It I'm not going to show it because the logos, but 
No, that's fine. So last night, last night, we and this this is problematic for for both the the King in the Ring and the Queen's Crown tournament. Last night, you had matchups from the SmackDown side of the bracket. Mm-hmm. Matchups from the SmackDown side of the bracket involved Raw superstars versus SmackDown superstars, but they're not Raw superstars yet because yeah. the Raw superstars. Don't go over to Raw until the drafts formalize on October 22nd. But we had a draft two last week based off of, you know, who's going and switching brands. It just, it makes no sense. <laughs> it's too no complicated. <laughs> so I'm watching Zelina and Tony, right? Zelina and Tony were the first match, and Zelina's a Raw superstar, but she's going to. She's on SmackDown side of the bracket, but that doesn't matter because the draft technically never happened. So you're just supposed to look at her as a SmackDown superstar Mm -hmm. for three more weeks. And they have a match, but before the match, Tony cuts a promo and says she's headed to Raw, so she doesn't even know she's on SmackDown. Cole makes some type of correction, or he doesn't know who's on Raw and who's on SmackDown. It just makes zero sense, and it's just – it's garbage from a viewing standpoint yeah it didn't the match itself having tony lose i mean that's doing her a big disservice so so <laughs> let's go so so let's go over to the smackdown side of the bracket was live versus tony who now is the no live versus carmella and or live versus carmella and zelina versus, versus tony. tony yeah and Tony referenced herself as the queen of rock after she just rattled off 80s rock band superstars. Like, way to be pop culture relevant there. Um, but you'll bring up Urban Meyer, but you'll have Tony say she's going to win the queen's crown and be just as famous as Madonna. Like, no wonder why your audience is 62. <laughs> okay. And then they go out there and they have a two minute and 20 second match. Zelina wins with a Zelina wins with a roll up. So then later on in the night, you have Liv versus Carmella. Carmella's on Raw. Liv's on Raw too. On Raw too, mm-hmm. but they're both wrestling on the SmackDown side of the bracket as SmackDown superstars because for three weeks they're still SmackDown superstars. And you have Carmella beat Liv in a minute and nineteen seconds after everything they've been trying to do with Liv. Yes. Doing so, both Tony and Liv a big disservice. Yeah. I had him winning <laughs> after seeing like the bracket and everything. I'm like, oh, Tony and Liv are going to win. No, give so them a little push. So your two baby faces <laughs> lose to two heels who then are wrestling each other next week for SmackDown's semi-final they go to the finals as a smackdown competitor but both of those heels are women that are drafted to raw raw. and then the raw side of the bracket you have dewdrop versus natalia yep and you have shana versus dana brooke dana brooke so we just saw shana you can already book that that whole side so you just you just saw Shayna destroy smash Dana Brooke on Monday night. Yeah. So what because it's raw rinse repeat rematch, they're running it back on this Monday night. 
Shane is a Shane is a SmackDown superstar, but she's wrestling on the Raw brand because she's still Raw for three weeks. <laughs> Dewdrop <laughs> and Natalia are wrestling, so you're gonna have Dewdrop and Shayna advance because you saw Dewdrop and Shayna interact on Monday night with the with bullshit. The vicious forearm, and then they just stared at each other until they went to break, which was so stupid, and did nothing Dewdrop. to help either one of them. Didn't even didn't even affect uh, Dewdrop at all. So then does this? So then does so so does this then set up Dewdrop versus Shayna in the semifinals? You have Zelina and Carmella. So you're gonna have. Shayna get disqualified or something and have Dewdrop in the finals because you're not going to have heel versus heel unless you don't consider Shayna a heel and she's a tweener. But going against Dewdrop, she's not going to be a tweener. She's going to be a heel. Mm-hmm. You know you're getting a heel out of the SmackDown side of the bracket from the Raw women that are wrestling for SmackDown. And we know King of the Ring traditionally goes to a heel. Very few baby faces have won King of the Ring. So, what are we doing with this tournament? Are you surprised? <laughs> <laughs> because how much, I've talked about this before, how many times have they messed up? Like the the King of the Ring before, you know they were they were hyping up the the promotion the past couple of weeks with like big names, you know for for King of the Ring and the Queen's Crown, and you got jobbers for both sides really, like people that they're not doing anything with, like you you get like the elevated mid card at best, and and it's supposed to be know. like a stepping, you know, like a platform for the know. Queen's Crown. If you really want to make a big deal out of this, there is no reason Charlotte's not in this. Seeing as she calls herself the queen, like it, it's fit. I mean, you got Shayna as the the queen of spades, so I mean, it makes sense for her to be in this tournament. And I think for me, I think Shayna's going all the way to win it. But at least that's what I would like to see. Steve you- just did an algebraic algebraic equation. He's just explaining all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> But that's what you that's what yeah. you're asking your that's what you're asking your fans to do to figure out what's to figure out when watching these when, when watching this tournament unfold. But again, the men's we're not, the, men's we're not the audience the same anymore. Thing. The kids aren't figuring this stuff out. They're just they're just watching it. And I think that's all they want. They're not they don't care what they put out for the kids. So you're going to have eight you're going to have eight your demographics 8 to 10 year olds and 65 plus. Or fifty-five plus. We'll 50, go fifty-five yeah, plus. Yeah. So you got so you have elementary and you have AARP because everybody else in the middle there is not watching. Is not watching unless you're Jason and you tune in every week and you love this shit, brother, because it's just wrestling for wrestling, brother. He's not watching it for stories anyway. So. And he didn't watch it Monday night. The blind sack of you don't watch the show every week, Jay. Don't pull that shit off no more. You gave one comment at 808 and then you logged off for the rest of the night. Don't tell me you watch Raw every week. That's why he's not on here because we called him on his shit this week. <laughs> we watched he didn't. 
You better come on here wearing a mighty duck shirt next week because you're ducking me. <laughs> oh God, I hate this guy. I hate I hate WWE. I hate him. I hate absolutely hate him. This is what you this is what you're causing me to do as a fan. <laughs> So the Queen's Crown tournament tournament is irrelevant already after one night. It's irrelevant. It means nothing. It is. And if Shayna doesn't win, it's even more irrelevant. Yeah. So then let's go over. Let's go over to the men's side. Let's go over to the King of the Ring tournament. Who do you guys think is going to win the the women's tournament? Before we go, who do I think is going to win? Yeah. Honestly, the way I see it shaping up right now, I think it'll be Carmella. Okay. It'll be Carmella versus Dewdrop. Shannon will get disqualified somehow. And I'm, Carmella will win. I'm saying Dewdrop. Scott's. You put that out there. Do I want do I want Carmella <laughs> Sorry, to win? No. Niggas. <laughs> Chris, we said this on we said this on Monday night. Shannon should run through this entire bracket. Yeah. And that's not even break a, not even break a sweat. She should go out there and I'm talking 30 second tap outs. Couple suplexes, whatever, uh, and and slap on a submission and call it a day. Other than Natalia, she's the most talented person that's still in this tournament. But for pop and circumstance and what you can do with the character after they win it and everything else, Carmella would make sense. She's the most beautiful woman in WWE. You know, yada yada yada. You can let her be. Queen Carmella and her and Graves can roll the, Monday Night Raw. Does the mask attach to the crown? I don't know, but that fucking mask needs to go. Yes. <laughs> the worst mask ever made. Um, oh. Men's side? So, men's side. So we had Sami Zayn versus Rey Mysterio, mm-hmm. and we had Finn Balor versus Cesaro. Yes. Sami Zayn is a SmackDown superstar staying on SmackDown. Rey Mysterio is a Raw superstar who's still on SmackDown, wrestling for SmackDown, but he's going to Raw. Cesaro is SmackDown staying on SmackDown, and Cesaro is the same as Rey Mysterio. Finn wins, Sami wins. I'm fine with Sami Zayn beating Rey Mysterio. I don't need Rey making a run in the King of Ring at this stage in his career. And the bit and the story that they're telling there, which I hated to finish it that match. It was you have to like again going back going back to your demographic, right? Going back to your demographic. You have Sammy take off the turnbuckle pad, throw it outside the ring. Dominic goes, Oh, hey, I'm gonna walk from one side of the ring, go around and pick that turnbuckle pad back up. And then I'm going to climb up on the ring apron and I'm going to fix the turnbuckle because you shouldn't rip the turnbuckle pad off the turnbuckle. Boy Scout on so, her. Boy Scout on her. So as Dominic <laughs> picks up the turnbuckle pad and gets up on the ring apron to fix the turnbuckle, Ray, being a dad, goes, hey, Dominic, what are you doing? Get off the ring. And Sammy then kicks Ray into Dominic. The turnbuckle never gets fixed. Dominic falls off. Sammy rolls up Ray. One, two, three, match over. Another roll-up. The biggest finisher and the most devastating finisher in all of WWE. <laughs> the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. 
Jay put main event. I watch it. He's full. He's, full, he's so full of it. Yeah, but that's what the fifty-five plus like. Or fifty plus. So right, so so right there, right there. The story, the story you told in that match has nothing to do with the King of the Ring tournament. The story in that match is Ray and Dominic. Yeah. And the descent between them two. And when are they when is Dominic finally gonna turn on his old man and step out on his own and become a become a man himself? And Dominic, hey, don't be scared to pick up a weight because you're you're looking you're looking extra frail out there. That freaking medium t-shirt you had on last night looked like a two X. Eat a hamburger, lift a weight. I stopped Ooh, eating hamburgers. Once, I stopped eating hamburgers. I still got to drop the weight, but I'm saying eat the weight. Uh, you know, get a protein shake, something. Add some mass, dude. They're trying to get him ready for 205 live. That's what they're doing. He's on 155 live. <laughs> so your story in your first King of the Ring match has nothing to do with the King of the Ring. <laughs> Adam Cole looks like John Cena compared to Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> Looks like John Cena. Steve won. <laughs> oh, keyboard tough guy can can type it on a keyboard, but he can't get. <laughs> Absolutely does. That's why we're not a kid show, Donald. <laughs> <laughs> Look at look at how Jungle Boy has transformed his body over the past two years, two and a half years. He's trying. Yeah, you can see the difference. You can see the difference. You can see the like, dude. You're like, come on, man. You 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 can't tell me that you don't have weights available to you. <laughs> I'll throw Jason's favorite wrestler in here. Look at when Cody Rhodes debuted compared to where he is now. Had a whole lot of mass onto his body mm-hmm. since since he first debuted. Yeah, we're talking like a, to yeah, he was like a fifteen year period. I'm trying to keep it yeah. somewhat in a short time frame. Like Dominic's been on the main roster for over a year now, if not a little longer. Like, come on, dude, let's let's put in some work in the gym. <laughs> I think that could be said for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. But I'm I'm not on TV. I'm not on a national televised show. I'm on a streaming podcast where it's from the neck up and my face is a little fat, but you can't see the rest of me. It is what it is. To quote Mighty Ducks again, I have a podcast body. (laughs) (laughs) So that match was irrelevant. Storyline, irrelevant. It had nothing to do with King of the Rings. So then let's go on to Finn and Cesaro. I enjoyed the match. But again, it's like Mm -hmm. you already took me out of the tournament. So did I care who won? No. You had babyface versus babyface. It doesn't doesn't didn't do anything for me. You took me out of the tournament based off of the story you told in the first match because the story you told in the first match had nothing to do with the tournament. Do they care about heel versus babyface at all? At all. I mean, I know that that's how they, you know, got us into wrestling. That's that was a story they tried to tell for years. That had to be heel versus babyface. But 
just yeah, they care they, they, still alive. <laughs> they care about it whenever it fits their needs. This was just thrown together. Hey, we got three weeks until these rosters finalize and people shift. What can we do? Oh, let's throw a king, a, a king of the ring tournament and a queen's crown tournament for the people that aren't involved in any storylines. Yeah, it's a tournament, Jason. But I mean, you still have to have story to tell the tournament. It, there should still be something to tell to get to that. There's storylines in March Madness every single year, and it's a damn tournament, Jay. Why can't you do that with W? Why can't you do that with King of the Ring? AEW is getting ready to run a, a TBS tournament for the women's division, <laughs> and they've already started setting up the stories for that. So why can't WWE do that? And the other side of the bracket is uh what? You have Kofi versus gender. You have Kofi Xavier, versus gender. And Xavier and, and Ricochet. Ricochet. So what's that telling you, Kofi, you're gonna fight Xavier? Gender <laughs> Mahal thinking. If, I if, think if wins, the finals. If wins and losses matter, gender Mahal is like four and twenty over since he's returned. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting we're, in the tournament at four and twenty. <laughs> so again there on that side of the bracket you have three raw superstars wrestling or three smackdown superstars wrestling for raw brand because they're on the raw brand now actually all four of those oh, motherfuckers are moving over to smackdown like that. but they're all on the raw side of the bracket <laughs> I forgot gender got drafted. I was gonna say I don't even remember where gender got yeah. drafted. So, so actually, it's a, I wasn't even sure what show gender was still on. Six out of the eight guys are on SmackDown in the men's side of the tournament. You <laughs> two people going to Raw, and one of them lost in the first round. So why not just call it the SmackDown tournament, not the King of the Ring tournament, because it's all SmackDown superstars. And then Sammy usually doesn't travel over to Saudi Arabia. So yeah. Man. Does that automatically tell you what uh next week's semifinal is gonna be? Yeah, Finn will be in the Finn will be in the mm-hmm. finals. And if you're doing babyface versus Hill, you're gonna have Finn versus Jinder in the finals at, at Crown Jewel, which That's is not a match that I'm looking forward to. <laughs> I figure you gotta have the modern day Maharaja while you go over to, to Saudi Arabia, so and then I, I figure it's a for me, I got Finn winning it just because, you know, he's right now he's the prince and you can kind of make him into like the demon king out of this. So God, I hope they don't do that. <laughs> don't bring that back out. <laughs> it doesn't. That's my guess for this tournament. That's done and over with. So your your big your big splash event for your series premiere on SmackDown was a complete dud. So you had women. Week. You had women wrestle for less than five five minutes. You have a wonky men's finish that's telling a story between father and son, but not even the tournament itself. And you had Cesaro and Fingo. That's two weeks in a row with shitty women's matches. If you want to call last week's match a like an actual match, 
So what are what like I don't I don't like get I keep saying, what we're doing. With that's the their fault with the women's division. It's, they have season, it so top heavy, it it's unreal. Their season finale was just as bad probably as the, the season premiere. So I didn't so, watch yeah. it last night. I watched I watched enough of SmackDown last week and Raw this past week. I did not need to tune into SmackDown. The 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 two there was two good things on the show last night. Roman and Paul Heyman and the Brock storyline, which continues to be the best thing that they're doing. And then the ending, the final, the ending between Edge and Edge and Seth. Hell in a cell. Yeah. Yeah. Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. And that was the shock, like the shock of him saying hell in a cell. Cause I didn't mm-hmm. see. I didn't see that going yeah. to hell in this. Like I didn't see that coming. So like I was like, oh, okay. And Seth's reaction is what sold it even more. Mm-hmm. So like, see, now they're gonna make you want to tune in. To, to, to no, I'm still not gonna watch that. I'm still not gonna watch that. But I might watch that match. Edge in a hell. Edge in a hell in a cell. Edge in hell in a cell scares the bejesus out of me. Yeah. Because I don't think him at his age with his hit injuries and everything else, I don't think he needs to do that type of match. No. And I'm not saying Seth, and it's not because he's in there with Seth and Seth, quote unquote, has the label of being, you know, unsafe in the ring, given, you know, what happened with Finn and, and Sting okay. with the buckle bombs. Uh, that's not that's not the case. It's just Edge strictly in that type of match does not need to be in that type of match. So him being in the ring, there's already room for error. You add all those other elements and just adds way too much. The match interests me, and I'll, I probably will tune in for that. I don't know if I'll tune in live for it, but I'll tune in for it. So, yeah, so that was WWE this week. Um, again, if you like the shows, please hit us up on socials and let us know why you like the shows because. I, I just don't get it from an entertaining value standpoint. There's, there's nothing that's entertaining. And the stories that they're telling make zero sense because you have this three-week gap to fill before rosters reset and then they restart different stories. But whatever. Um, since Jay wants to bring up it's a damn tournament and I brought up the TBS for the women in AEW, let's jump into that first because that was on both nights and then we can piggyback back to other things on Dynamite. So a big announcement on on the two year anniversary show was the women are getting a second secondary title in the women's division. It'll be the TBS championship. The belt looks sweet. I like the belt. Um, the name of it, I, I'm not going to shit on the name. Like it is what it is. I don't I don't care about that um, from the name standpoint. To me. The TNT title and the TBS women's title are going to be what the the television title used to be back in the day. And for the women to get that title, I like to me that's that's great from from a standpoint. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> So the women getting a secondary title is not that's not something that should be praised on Jay, but you'll praise WWE for having a, a Queen's Crown tournament when the women wrestle for less than five minutes between two matches. 
That's something that's supposed to be praised. How can I, like how can I shit on an announcement? I'm, I'm talking about an announcement for a secondary belt in the women's division. In a growing women's division. In a growing women's division. Yeah. Like, like they are laying their foundation out good. I'm questioning still how, if this is too early for the title, but I think there's enough, you know, even if they use the belt on dark and elevation, I think that'll, that'll help it out as well. Oh. There's been, there, there's been a woman. I agree that I don't need another belt, but, but there's not six belts in one division. There's two belts. It's the same thing with the tag title, you know, in WWE. You know, I don't need, I didn't need the tag title because I knew what they were going to do with it. They weren't going to do anything with it. Yeah, I knew that they weren't going to do anything with it. And that's why I didn't need it in the first place. So what is AEW AEW done to say that they're not going to do anything with this TBS title for the women? When if you look up... The only thing that I'm thinking of, the only thing I'm thinking of with this is that right now, they're the long term story, at least for right now, is that Britt's going to have this belt. So this is a, a chance for more women to get a little bit more notoriety, at least to the beginning. Whoever they decide to put this belt on, and then we'll see how it develops. But it, I mean, you can argue at times the TNT title was was more of a force and a factor than the AEW title was. Yeah, we'll see if the women can do that too. And look what the TNT title has done to people. It made Darby a star. Brody's run was... was, I think think Darby was already a star. He didn't need the belt, but... But it cemented him as a star. Miro, I think that was good for him because it gave him the notoriety that, hey... He is here. He is dominating. Mm-hmm. And it said the whole Rusev thing off too. Yeah. And now, like, and now you got it. And now you got it on Sammy, who again was already a star, but now you have him uh-huh. win that belt, and it's, it's <coughs> going to cement him as as being one of the pillars, as MJF brought up. That would build him up more of, for the future of your company. Yeah. So the way that title's been booked since they brought it out has been. I mean, I don't think you could book it better. So now the women are going to get their chance at it. And having a secondary belt, not only were you still getting women's matches that just weren't strictly the champion in the match, you were still getting women on TV, on Dynamite, and you've had a women's match on every single episode of Rampage since it's aired. But now you have additional stakes with this TBS title in the division. So you can elevate women up. So whenever they're ready to face Britt or whoever else is the women's champion, they've been elevated up because they've held the TBS title. So it goes back to old school booking. That's the way I would like to see this belt run. I would like to see it be people that aren't going after Britt. I'd like to see it be people that are more on dark and elevation, like like Thunder Rosa, like Velvet, uh, Red Velvet, like Jade. You know that that seems what they're doing to start so far. I'm not 
So I'm not taking anything away from that. I just hope that's how it stays. I'm like if you you're said, making it's gonna it, be the, the Intercontinental title versus to the WWF title. Yeah, like so that. Let it be the stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't let it be even on uneven uh, heels. Let it be the stepping stone to the title. Which is fine, but they also like you can also make it the belt that's your your worker's belt, just like the TV title used to be back yeah. in the day. Just when when Orn Anderson held the TV title, when Rob Van Dam held the TV title. So like you put like for me, put the TBS title on Serena Deeb. She looked good on Wednesday. I'd be okay with that. Now I don't know her contract situation. I thought she was with the NWA, but I don't know. She's she's done a lot with with Dynamite, but we haven't gotten the All Elite graphic for her. I was just about to say I don't think we've seen that. So, but it that's your you're putting that title on the best worker to help build not only the title but build everybody else's work rate up. Thunder Rosa would be another logical standpoint just because of how over she is, but then that takes Thunder out of the scene from Brit, which I'm okay mm-hmm. with because you don't need to hot shot that. No. So if you if you have Thunder win it, then Thunder can defend that for a while. Then she puts somebody else over, and then she moves on to Brit. Yeah. It builds up her wins and lo- builds up her wins to get to Brit as a different champion too. And Jay wants to talk about not, you know, telling stories and everything else, but they're all they've already laid stories for the people that are in the tournament that they've announced so far. You've been telling this Britain or Thunder Rosa and Jay, you you've already started telling that two weeks ago. Even and then you build the up on it. Yeah, before the announcement. And then you build up on it last night. And now it's going to carry over into the tournament. I'm not saying that those two will be in the finals, but I'm saying they've already Lay groundwork for it, and look so, at the promos that look at look at the promos that they cut. Look at the promos that the women cut that were announced, and and listen to what they said about their 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 aspirations and their hopes for winning the uh, TBS title compared to what Zelina Vega and Tony Storm and Carmella cut for the Queen's Crown. Do you give Jade her first loss in this tournament, or do you let her win the title first? To me, I have her losing the finals. Okay. The, the the very first winner of this belt should be a woman that can that can work and can go in the ring and and wrestle and elevate people up. I don't need the belt. Like there are times in wrestling when the belt makes the person, and then the person makes the belt. If you were to put the belt on Jade, quote unquote, the belt would make the person. Yeah. But Jade's work rate-wise is not there for me for somebody that should be the first champion of that belt. <clears throat> That's why I said you go Thunder Rosa, you go Serena Deeb. Mm, Ruby, yeah, you, you, Ru- you, you, Ruby, put it on Ruby. Any of the three of them could counter Jade's power, you know, because they're very technical. So they mm-hmm. get her on the ground. Jade's not going to be able to counter that. They can keep her on the ground do ground and pound, do submissions, whatever. Jade's just a force right now in the ring. That's it. So you had Ruby announce. You had Jade announce. Mm -hmm. You had Sky Blue announce. You had Thunder Rosa announce. That's four. 
I saw a video from Ty Conti. I don't know if they ran that on Rampage last night or not. But that was out on social media, so I'm expecting her to be in there. That's five. Like you did any one of those a sky blue to me is not gonna win the belt, but like <laughs> out of those out of those Especially five right there. But out of those five right there, you could you could see any Anyone. one of those five uh-huh. winning it. But I think your front runners should be Thunder Rosa, Serena Deeb, Ruby, or your, and Ruby are your three front runners. And I don't know if Serena's going to get put into it. That'd be interesting. And Chris, Chris, you talk you talk about picking up wins and and then going after Brit. What did Ruby say after she lost the Brit in her promo? What she say sitting on the steps after she lost the Brit? She said, I, she said, I know I got to go to the back of the line and build myself back up to challenge you again, but I will come back for your belt. Okay. So then have her run through this, have her win this tournament, build up wins, win the belt, defend it a couple times, and then move back on the Brit again. It's storyline that's connecting and the wrestlers are saying what they're going to do. And then she goes out there and does it. And like, you, you have the storyline for Thunder Rosa and Ruby. Either one, uh-huh. really. I can, I'm cool with either one of them going against her for at like double or nothing. Because if you're gonna do this tournament, you got you gotta take them out of brick for months now. Yeah. Because <clears throat> even whoever loses, they gotta step back a little bit. They kind of gotta build themselves back up after their loss. So. The way it's supposed to be the yeah. process. So yeah, either woman, yeah, either one for double or nothing. That's that's earliest either of them, I think, should be facing Brett. So, but but Jay just thinks it's just all heaping praise on AEW. When when you break it down and you list out the stories and everything else and the women that were announced and the purpose for the tournament and getting the belt and what the belt could mean and stand for being booked forward. Tony Khan's made an out he he's come on and talked about it over the past month, how Expect big things for the women's division going forward. And this is part of that process. They've main evented shows. Mm-hmm. They've been put in marquee spots. They've had one, of, one of your, mo- one of your most division. One of, one of your most over stars is a woman out of your entire company. Very over. Not just mm-hmm. in Pittsburgh. Very over. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, I like you. People say AEW women's division this, AEW women's division that. We laid this out a couple of weeks ago when we yeah. started listing off the names and everything else. And then once you take that list of names and then you factor in the booking that they've been doing, it's building. Um, it's building good. It's better than what WWE's done. Yeah, they've had their growing pains. They've had some short matches too. You know, they've had some throwaway stuff, but they're trying with it. I mean, they had, I mean, but you also you also have a you also have mean. a women's you have a women's division in WWE that's been around for how many more years? A lot more. So you weren't going to get AEW women's division to be comparable to WWE's women's division on day one. No, and it shouldn't have been. right. 
and it shouldn't have been. But people online were bashing AEW for their women's division. It's like you can't you can't have it. it it's not going to be equal day one. The scales are going to be tilted. It's going to take time for them to work their way up and build stars and get people over and everything else. And what have they done since day one? They've built people and got people over. It sounds like what, we, yeah. talked about, yeah. what yeah. we talked about with MLW with their pending women's division. It's like yeah. we said, they found the chemistry with each other. <laughs> so again, you go back and it's like the knock on AEW and their women's division. They've over the course of them being around, have done exactly what they needed to do. And we rattled off the names. We rattled Britt, Thunder, you know, Serena. We talked Sheeta. We talked Statlander. We talk, like Rio. Like you start running these names off, and it's like they're they're deep. Ruby coming in now. Like, will they get to the point where they'll have four people? as over as the four horsewomen with Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, and Bailey, potentially, I'm not going to sit here and say no, but I'm not also going to sit here and say, yeah, like there's a lot that can happen. Is Brit on that level now? She's a pillar. She's there. <clears throat> Thunder Rosa and, and Ruby can definitely get to that level. Britt is just as much over as Becky was in Becky's run to becoming the man. Yeah. Yeah. Becky did it by getting punched in the face by Nyla inadvertently, accidentally, and Britt did it by getting injured. Mm -hmm. We said before, that injury was the best thing to happen to her. Yes, it was. It got her on the mic every mm -hmm. week to build her up. Had to change her game up. Yep. Stay on TV. So yeah, so that I mean that's that that right off the bat, like people were shitting on the name and everything else of the belt. Like I don't I don't care about the name. Call it what you want to call it. The idea behind calling it what you're calling it is is to going back to hearken to those TV title days. So that that's all I gotta say about that. Um from Dynamite standpoint, being the two-year anniversary show, overall, I thought it was okay. Um, I hated the eight-man tag to open the show. From from a from from a logical pro wrestling standpoint, I hated it. It seems like they're they're running them so much now; it's becoming stale to me. It, it it's, is. It's not that, but like, I mean, I get why they did it at, at the end of the show. You know, it made sense why they put what they put on the end. No, I don't. I don't care about. I don't care about that. I'm talking about the the eight man to open the show. I didn't like it at all because, from a logical pro wrestling standpoint, it made no sense. All you you have you you make that match make sense by saying one thing. It's a it's a tornado tag match. That's all you had to say. Because you went into it saying it was a legitimate eight man tag team yeah. match. And nothing about that match was legitimate from a tag team wrestling standpoint. And JR was calling it out during the match. Yeah. Yeah, hell, he called it out during the finish. Yeah. Four men in the ring at once. How does mm -hmm. that happen? You make your referee look just <laughs> yeah. dumb as bricks. And Rick Knox <laughs> takes a lot of shit anyways because of the way he, he gets 
shown in the ring, but you just make him irrelevant. Like to me, it was just he was there for the count. That was it. Yep. And that's not the match that it was supposed to be. Cutler it was doing a traditional tag match. Tazal with the laptop or whatever, <laughs> just like it. <laughs> I haven't so, yeah, heard I didn't, on Christian at all the past couple days. I didn't like that. I don't, you know. I think that was this way writing him off TV for a little while, and then he's going to drop the belt on Impact at Bound for Glory. So that would make sense. Yeah. So yeah, I didn't. I didn't like that. Um, the ladder match to close the show. Exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, when they announced the Joker, I thought it would be Hangman. Yeah, I I, I thought he was going to come back in in at Virginia because he's from Virginia. Um, but story wise, this this is this makes sense because it, it, it gets around what they told. Mm-hmm. As far as hey, you lost to me, you can't challenge for the belt. Yada yada yada. Um, I hey, I won the chip. I'm cashing it right back up. Yep, put them right back right in. Right back there. in. So then you have, you have Hangman versus Omega at full gear, and you have Hangman win. You still get the ending that you wanted, and that'll be Omega's short, you know, almost a year long run. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I'm okay with that. Yeah. That's what I expected. I didn't like last night them announcing that this week they're doing another Eliminator for the the AEW World Title. You just had <laughs> Hangman win a title shot. But that was more like that? that was more like money in the bank. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, but like, if he's getting a title shot and didn't announce yet when he's getting the title shot, we guess that it's going to happen at full gear. Why are you going into another tournament to crown? Like, why don't wait till after full gear and then start that tournament? You just got a guy that's the no- new number one contender. Like, you're going to do another number one contender match. Well, I don't know if he's the number one contender. He just gets a shot at the title whenever he wants. He's not technically the number one contender. I mean, if you're building up with him, it, yeah, it's just, it's two people at the same time. And they'll probably finish it at full gear, you know, so it's like, we'll have the match, then you'll get the one. But it's like, you could build up the tournament after full gear to build up to Revolution. Yeah, so, but yeah, that's, I mean, it was, it was what it was there with that. So, um, that, that was Dynamite, my big, you know, my big takeaways were the the opening and the closing as far as the matches go. Yeah. Um Again, I liked what Arn and Cody did. Um, to me, it's still the most fascinating thing on what they're going to do with it. Um, I, I can't get a feel. I, I, I can't. I don't have a feel for yet, like to put my finger on a direction that they're going with it, no. which is good because it's not being blatantly obvious. Hey, this is how it's going to be told and where they're going to run with it. Um I didn't yeah. like the segment this week. It did nothing for me, but I'm inter- I'm interested to seeing where they go with the thing overall. So that that it, and again, this is like how much do you watch and how much do you listen to, right? Like it's like that tied into Orin burning the suits and the ties and everything is is going back to his comments that he made on Busted Open about Cody being too Hollywood and and not not you know, being high on the hog. And to me, it's it's equivalent to like Rocky Three, right? <laughs> yes. 
Rocky, mm-hmm. Rocky gets all the money, gets all the riches and everything else, right? Is beating cupcakes, everything else, high on the hog, living life, best of life. You know what I mean? Malachi is Mr. T. He's that hungry, you know, training in the gutter in the basement with broken pipes and everything else, you know, <laughs> eating spam and, you know, like he's that and he's coming and took Cody out. And now it's the building process. Hey, like you're you're too Hollywood. You're too rich. You're too high on the hog. You don't have that killer drive. You don't have that eye of the tiger. And this is on the symbolism of burning the suits and the ties. Is hey you like get over yourself. Get over it. You're a pro wrestler. Focus on wrestling. Damn it. Just like Rocky, you're a fighter. Focus on fighting. Too busy doing press conferences and movies and commercials and TV shows and everything else. Like that's the vibe that I'm getting from this story. It's like the the Rocky three, the, the comeback, the build up, the teardown, like all of it right now. So yeah, like if you don't, if you're watching that segment, and you just see Arn in his backyard burning shit. You're like, well, this makes no fucking sense. <laughs> but if you listen to Arn's comments and everything else and in interviews he's done and how he's talked about it and all that, like it's the symbolism behind the burning of the suits and everything else. That's what it is. It was like Marvel. It all connects. <laughs> <laughs> But it's the fact that, like, yo, when when somebody's on Busted Open or a podcast or whatever, like, maybe you got to tune in and listen to what they're saying because, like you said, with Marvel, it all ties in. And we've seen them do this with stuff they used to tell it on BTE. Yeah. And it would get carried over. I don't got the time to, to listen to everybody on a podcast and to watch all the vlogs that are on. Right. And everything. No, I get that. I understand that. Right. But you know what I mean? Like to me, that's what I got out of that segment. But I knew all of that because I listened to Busted Open Monday yeah. through Friday while I'm at work. Like, you know what I mean? So like I caught the interview, I, you know, and it's like I got it. As soon as I saw what he was doing, I was like, oh, OK, like it's that continuation. But for you, like just watching it. Yeah, it made no sense. It's just a guy in a backyard burning shit. Yeah. So, but yeah, I don't have nothing again, else from again. From, this is where I, I said this before. Like whenever we were talking about them adding other shows, I wish they had like some type of weekly. Like recap. even if they just put on YouTube, just do a weekly recap. Like to, if they're gonna do all this shit on on BTE, on Sammy's vlog, on Evil Uno's vlog, and. Uh, it's everybody has a vlog on on that show on YouTube. It's like continue the storyline, like with dark and elevation, and everything. Just do a little recap. Like here's here's this week. If that's if that's how they need to do this to explain the storylines. So, but yeah, that's all I have from AEW this week. I don't know if you guys got anything else. Um, nothing for AEW. All right, Thursday Thursday night, MLW premiered on Vice TV yeah. with, with Fightland. Um, you had the four-way match for their version of the cruiserweight title. Um, Tajiri won the belt, and it, and it, it was a decent match. Um, it's okay, you know, I want—I don't mind seeing Tajiri win out there. Um, 
you know, it is it is what it is. It's name. It's in Philadelphia. It's, you know, harking back to ECW ties, all that stuff. Like, I get it. You know, Myron Reed's not hurt, not hurting the loss because it was a four-way. Um, the bringing him in, being a veteran to help out with the younger talent. I'm cool with that. Right. The main event, Fatu and Hammerstone, was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Um, just a brutal slugfest between two big-ass men. Um, to me, it went on a little longer than it should have. Um, yeah. I was surprised that they gave them as much time as they did. Fatu doing a freaking standing moonsault off the guardrails, landing on his feet was just mind-boggling to me. It's a 300-pound guy doing shit like that. It's yeah. insane. Um, you know, I liked it that they kept Contra out of it. You know, you had Joseph Samuel get involved a little bit, but it didn't deter from the match. Um, the right man won. I said the baby face was going to go over, and, and he did. So we have the first two-belt champion in MLW history. Uh, we'll see where they go from there. The, the part of the okay sh- to me, it was just, I don't know, like, like for as much as they were hyping up this match, I kind of expected better. And I think the time, like you said, did deter the match a little bit. Um, you know, I'm I mean, they, they, went on for a, this, but... they went on for a solid, like, 27-minute match. Yeah. Like, I hate it. The, something that took me, there's two things that took me out of the match. One, because I think this is where you're going to go next, uh, after I say this one, is they're we were talking about WWE, how they cut things like for commercial breaks. I felt the commercial breaks were horrible for MLW this week. Like, I don't they think do they, time, they, didn't, they didn't time it. They didn't time it up. They just put yeah. on the, like they just put the match on TV and let it run. So you yeah, got just, commentators calling stuff. And then all of a sudden you had a commercial pop up on yeah. the TV. It's like, it was like, they just did like trends. They just did like video transitions. They didn't actually do like legit, like fight transitions to say, Hey, we'll, we'll be back in 90 seconds, three minutes, whatever. Uh, I I didn't like that because then it's like you're cutting out while they're mid commentary, then you're joining in mid commentary. Right. Um, And then the thing that completely took me out of the show, and I think this is where you're going next is MLW embedded. What the fuck? So listen, it took me out of the whole show. I tweeted this out live, right? You gave, you gave, what was it? 10, 15 minutes to the dirt, to the dirt sheets to be live on air, on MLW, talking about WWE and AEW. Yeah, it was a podcast. They were calling it a halftime show in a way. But it's just like, you don't kill the momentum of the show by doing Absolutely a minute talk segment before a title fight. You're, you you're a first fight, you have a main event, and then they put this in there. It, it killed. I think it killed the whole momentum of the show. Yeah, you had Meltzer on from The Observer. You had... Raj on from Wrestling Inc. I don't know who the other dude was, the, the bald-headed dude with glasses. And then you had Emilio Sparks on, who's the producer of Talking Shop and Renee's podcast, um, who I've worked in WWE. Who, who worked in, who worked in was, W. So. Yeah, Emilio worked in WWE for a okay. while, too. Um, but you just had them on, and they're talking about, you know, what do you what, what have you heard about WWE being for sale? What do you yeah. what do you hear about free agents that are out there? Where are they going to sign? And AEW this and da da da. It's show. like if they want to do stuff wow. like that, just put on YouTube only. <laughs> you yeah, I said if so I, I was, wanted to t- if it, I wanted to tune in for Dirt Sheet Live, I wouldn't yeah. have watched the show. Yeah. That's great. They talk about the competition on their time. Everybody. <laughs> it was the like, biggest they didn't even it talk was about the biggest anything. It was the biggest swing and miss that I've ever seen MLW have. And the, the other complaint that I had with that is before they went to Embedded, uh, the big bald dude that's on commentary, I forget his name, um, 
he announces that Will, yeah he he announces that Will Os the breaking news Will Osprey is coming to MLW, <laughs> and then they make it seem like Alicia's making the big announcement of breaking news. It's like um, why didn't you have Saint Laurent segment after Embedded, right? Like that would have made more sense. Like they run through the calendar. It's like if she's having the breaking news. <laughs> it doesn't make sense that he just talks about it and then yeah. It, Honestly, it like for not... as much as I like Battle Ride a couple months back, uh, Fightland to me was a swing and a miss for MLW. And, and the difference the difference between that was that it Battle Ride was on YouTube, Fightland was on TV. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was that was that was the disappointing thing for me. Um, that, that, unfortunately for me, that was probably the. I mean, the main event wasn't awful. There was just a lot that took it out. It was too. It was too long. It was too long. And like you said, the way because they didn't. I don't know if they didn't think of TV with commercial breaks, and you know what I mean. Because it was taped on Saturday. They aired yeah. it Thursday. Um, so like, yeah. If I just watch that match straight through, no breaks. Do I have? More, do I like it more than what I did Probably. on Thursday night? Probably. But watching it Thursday night, I was like. A, this this has gone on too long, and B, you didn't time up breaks, and that that hurt your that hurt your product. So yeah, yeah. The, the two grapes that you had, Chris, were the two that I had from MLW on Thursday, and I was disappointed because I was super pumped for it. Yeah, I'm like, this is going to be MLW's coming out party. Court does amazing work and everything else, and it was just it was it was a dud. And then it seems like there's still no direction what they're doing, like for like weekly TV yet. Cause they're going away again now, yeah. you know, like, Until so I, I sent over, I sent over the, the rumor was that they were going to have a streaming deal with Fox and WWE cut that. Okay. <laughs> so they shit on it. Cause they were going to go live and announce it in, in, I think August or September and WWE came in and, and put the, put the can on it and said, <laughs> Nope, you're not, you're not going to do that. But WWE can be on Peacock. <laughs> so yeah, so well yeah, I mean, yeah, that was that was it. Um tonight is the knockouts knockdown mm-hmm. pay-per-view all women's tournament. Um it looks decent, you know, from from what they've laid out. I like the way they've they've done the announcements and, and how they set it up given the short amount of time that Gail Kim had to prepare and actually put something on. So hopefully the product come across comes across good. Um the matches and, and the lineup for the tournament has potential um with who they brought in. Uh, Lady Frost is somebody that if you haven't watched her, she's really good. Yeah. Um, I've seen her live at some local independent shows. She's really good. She's really good. Mercedes Martinez will be in that tournament. Um, of course, you have, you know, the the knockouts that are known with Jordan, uh, Rachel Ellering, Tasha Steeles. Um, I forget who the fourth one is, but yeah. And then Deanna Peraza is wrestling um, an opponent of Mickey James's choice. I don't know who the woman is that she's wrestling. Um, so that's me for not knowing that. But yeah. Um, I did. Read I don't know if she's some. I don't know if she's. I don't know if she's somebody from NWA or not or what. But yeah. So um, obviously she's not going to win because we know Bound for Glory. It's going to be Mickey versus Deanna at Bound for Glory. Um, I'm so, looking forward to that match. Yeah. So if you're looking, if you're looking for something to tune in and watch wrestling wise tonight, go ahead with that. So 
All right. Anything else? I think that covers it. Huh? All right. Let's drink it. Let's, let's crack open the damn beer. Chug, 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 chug. All right. This week's Drink in the Week segment is brought to you by... I don't know, just fucking beer. That's it. I don't. I don't know. I don't have nothing <laughs> cute this week. I don't. Uh, so we're doing the Rusty Rail Pumpkin Swirl, as you can see by Donald holding up the can here. We've done Rusty Rail before on the show, and we've liked pretty much everything that Rusty Rail has put out. So I am excited to drink this. It's five six six percent alcohol by volume. Um, it's an ale brewed with pumpkin, lactose, vanilla, and spices. It's a pumpkin spice so, roll. So we'll see how this turns out. I, I wonder. This will be interesting because of you know the vanilla last week with the O'Fallon's vanilla pumpkin porter. I wonder how mm-hmm. this is going to be compared to that. Smell wise is interesting. I'm not getting any pumpkin smell. I'm not getting any real pumpkin flavor either. No. Mm-mm. I'm getting no. a little spice, but not a lot. No, 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 no. Uh, this is a disappointment. Mm-mm. To me, it's just drinking a, like a regular ale. Yeah. I'm not getting nothing. We had a, one a couple weeks ago. It was similar. I forget what that one was. but Yeah, just a, just a regular ale. Uh, yeah. Tiny bit of spice, but no, definitely nothing pumpkin. From, from just drinking a good ale standpoint, like I'll put it at like a three and a half, but given the, the name of it and what I was expecting coming in, I'm, I'll give it a two. <laughs> Yeah, uh, two at best because the yeah the ale's not terrible. You know, there's nothing wrong with the taste of it, but when your name's a pumpkin spice roll ale, you're not really getting a lot of the spices and heavy. It's very subtle. The pumpkin's not existent. Like maybe you're getting a little bit in the color, but yeah, two because it's a decent ale. Yeah, that, that's what I'm getting to. <laughs> False advertisement on the flavor and all yeah. that stuff. It gets a one point five. All right, that's it. Short and sweet this week for Rusty Rail. Um, There's only one pumpkin beer in my life. (laughs) First disappointing beer. Jason, of course, will put it at a three. Don't even put his comment up. He doesn't even need to deserve to talk on his show anymore. (laughs) You got to be kidding me. (laughs) There's no no way. He's the biggest troll on the internet. And you only like anything pumpkin, but there is no way. <laughs> All right, that's it. I'm not even doing the cheers this week because I'm that disappointed in this beer. So you can wrap it up and move into the next segment. All right, this week in sports, um, the Steelers suck. I mean, I'm not even going to talk about that. Oh, it's fucking up. Man. Just, so we moving right into one got to go now. God, that get was your, awful. Get, get your, get your, uh, get your, your top five, your top seven draft pick, and then go from there. Uh, yeah. There, I don't. It's that's it. That's it's not it. even worth, not even worth watching the product that they're putting out right now. Um, and, and that's what everybody in around the city was talking about. Was like, just lose them all now. <laughs> you might as well like just do it. Yeah, they 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 sh- they've shown nothing on both side, on either side of the ball to to make me think that they can even go like nine and eight and have a chance to sneak into the playoffs. And then you have more players out this week with injury, and it's freaking mm-hmm. it's growing pools again. Could somebody teach them how to do a goddamn butterfly stretch? Do a butterfly <laughs> stretch. Stretch your groin out, dude. <laughs> 
It's not that difficult. Like, why are we having – I've never seen a team have so many groin injuries in my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> Ever. Like, makes zero sense. So, I don't – yeah, that's what it is. I don't even – I'm not even going to talk about him tomorrow. They're playing Denver and – They're going to lose that game. <laughs> um. With that, uh, big big shocker NBA this week. There were 18 players indicted for trying to fraudulently, uh, fraudulently steal money from the NBA players' health care fund. Uh-huh. They were running I a. This. I need to go back and read into it. Like they were running a. Uh, they were running a uh, fake uh, chiropractic claims scheme. Um, so somebody got a template of forms, um, and they were giving them out to players and they were submitting claims and defrauding the, the NBA players healthcare mm-hmm. fund. Um, I believe overall in total was around $4 million. That's correct. Yeah. 4 million. Um, they said it was like dental funds too, like supposedly dental work and all that stuff. Like it was just anything. Yeah. Just trying so. to get money off. So yeah, the NBA is not looking too good right now. Between this and then the vaccine issue with players and everything else, like it's it's going to be a long season for the NBA. Yeah. Major League Baseball, we're in the we're in the midst of the playoffs. Um, both wild card games were were really good games. Um, Garrett Cole shit on himself in the playoffs again. Which hey, if you would have talked to Pittsburgh fans, <laughs> he would have told you don't give him three hundred forty five million dollars because he doesn't show up in the playoffs. And what he do? He went out there and threw another dud up. Um, so hey, yeah, the job is done with that. As long as the Yankees ain't winning the World Series, I don't care. Yeah, um, we saw <laughs> games last night. Today, you know, there, there's there's games on today. Um, yesterday were good games as well. Um, I don't know who won the Dodgers game late last night. Uh, um, San Fran, the Giants won. San Fran shut them out. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> that's the best series to me. You know uh, that I that I'm most interested in. Um, but. Yeah, so there's that. So baseball playoffs, or we're we're in the oh, middle of that. Yep. Um, we'll we'll predict the World Series winner once they get to the World Series. Other than that, yeah. I, I'm not worried about predicting baseball playoffs. Um, yeah, so there's that. Uh, college football today, the big game, Pitt, Penn State versus Iowa is on at four. Uh-huh. That's the big matchup, number three versus number four. You have some other games on that are good this week uh, from a matchup wise, but Penn State versus Iowa is the big one. Mm-hmm. So we'll go ahead and uh, I want Iowa to win. I hate Penn State. Penn State can just, you know. And uh, and Cincinnati won yesterday, so that's going to bump them up after this game is over with. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I'm getting the wrap up here because I got to leave to go get my car. I'm, I got the time. I know what I'm doing here. All right. Don't <laughs> <laughs> It's in, I gotta go to Monroe to pick it up. I, I got <laughs> 15 minutes away, you know. Then uh, we have a Fiora of the Fiora, Fiora water three tonight. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not shelling out the money for it because I don't care that much about boxing. So, uh, there's that. She just stand there watching over you, be a micromanager on the podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> Got God hey, above you. you God's right above you. Those, <laughs> those of you that are single out there. <laughs> okay. Might see the boxing match right here. <laughs> oh, no. There's going to be words after I get off for what just happened. There will be words. <laughs> um, Undercard right now. 
<laughs> There's, I mean, I know me and Dodd will be watching it later, but you know, it's all heavyweight card tonight, so it could be interesting to see what what else goes on with the fight. I'm not expecting much with the main event. Yeah, I know we have friends who are like definitely into boxing. I, I mean, I'm not a person, but I'm just going for the, you know, just to hang out and all that yeah. stuff. They'll explain to me everything. So. Again, the undercard's happening right right behind the scenes right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's about all I have for sports. Mm-hmm. You going with anybody, any prediction for the fight tonight? Uh, I'm going Fury. Because a boxer normally beats a slugger, so okay. you know, that's how the little boxing triangle goes. Yeah, Wilder's only hope is to catch him. But that's we'll it, see. and I don't see so. that happening. No. Yeah. Um, I think there was other stuff in sports, but like it's not nothing that like absolutely needs to jump <laughs> out the page. I know the, I know there there's a lot of stuff going on with the women's soccer league right now, and the allegations with that, and it's just. It's topics that we, topics that we don't like to cover on the show because we don't like to shed light on those topics, but they're topics that are important that you need to go out and research and see what's going on. Um, what is he talking about right now? Wilder. Oh, uh, because of his costume uh, last fight. Yeah, he won't wear that fifty pounds out to the ring tonight though, because that's what he blamed the loss on last time. Yeah. It was more than that that made him lose. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, but no, seriously, for the the stuff going on with the National Women's Soccer League, go out, read up on read it. it. Read it. It's super. We don't give those topics time because you know that we, we like to keep the show light and fun hearted. Um, but it is super important. So go out there and take a look at it. Um and 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 read up on that. But yeah, other than that, listen, it's a football-heavy weekend. We know it's going to be this way straight through. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. enjoy the games today, Penn State, Iowa. Tomorrow, I don't know, watch Black Widow while the Steelers are on. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> One got to go. All right, last week we had Steve's uh, TV drama franchises. We had uh, CSI and CIS, the Chicago franchise, and Law and Order. Uh, we we discussed a couple weeks ago that we had the most uh, uh, votes for anything. You guys beat it this week. This week, tons of votes for everything, but knock out of the park. Chicago got to go. Y'all are slacking on Chicago Wednesdays on NBC. I'm telling you, all three of those are good shows, especially PD. Hank Voigt is one of the best characters on television. And so um, Sophia Bush. So I'll let I'll let you in slide, but um yeah, I mean the OG stayed the OG. Law and Order received the, the lowest amount of votes. Yeah. So that one nobody, you know, nobody we saw that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we saw that. And then I believe CSI finished second. Um how was I wrong? <laughs> yeah. CSI finished second, uh NCIS after that. So all right. What's this all week's topic? All right, so this week was actually my my round, but because it's October and Halloween, I passed along to our uh, veteran Halloween expert, Donald. <laughs> we talked about this before, so let's kick off the Halloween season with a goodie. You got your horror movie killers, probably the biggest four. There probably was uh, Ghostface from Scream was the fifth one, but these are the, the four originals. Everybody's seen them. <laughs> no matter who you are, you had to see at least one of these people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
to me, this I'm going Chucky for me out of the four. Um, I, I was more I, I watched more of the Friday the Thirteenth and Nightmare on Elm Streets compared to the Halloween movies. Um, although the new Halloween Kills looks really good, I'm probably going to check week. that out um, when that drops. Chucky, the original, was was creepy as shit whenever you were younger. Um, my daughter wants to watch that, so I'm going to get her to watch that because she saw the commercial for the for the TV series that's out now. Um, but as far as like who I was most afraid of or whatever, or just in general overall, as far as like killers go, um, I'd probably I'd probably kick Chucky off the list. I agree, Steve. Yeah, it's if I'm thinking people that I think could actually kill me. Now, Grant, they could all kill me. Don't get me wrong <laughs> on that. But people that would be afraid to, like of it. Yeah, you know, Chucky was just never like he never got to me like that. So for me, Chucky got to go. <laughs> Hey, um, hey, uh, with, with with that being said, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop off here. You just can wrap up the show and give your final thoughts. Um, Jason, show up next week to get the ass whooping that you deserve, the <laughs> verbal tongue lashing. Um, I'm sure your pick for this will be wrong. Uh, he fucking agreed with me to end the show. Jesus, come <laughs> out. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Love y'all. Appreciate y'all. Donald and Chris will take you down the home stretch. They'll do a good job of it. And if not, let me know and I'll come on here and give them a tongue, a, a verbal tongue lashing. That's what they next week. All right. I'll holler at you. Freddy Krueger. That was the uh, Friday the 13th was the first one that I got into for movie wise. Thank you to my parents for taking me opening night to go see it when I was uh, about two or three. So that's what got me into the genre altogether. So Freddy Krueger ain't going anywhere. Um, Chucky, I love Chucky to death. I don't know how you guys kick Chucky off. That is beyond me. He has one of the most foulest mouths ever and everything. And Chucky actually shut down the whole my buddy thing whenever my buddy came out because everybody was scared of the doll. So that's actually how my buddy was shut down in the 80s because of him. Um, Jason Voorhees just had the mask and that stuff. I mean, he always killed. I mean, him and Michael Myers were basically the same thing. I'm going to get a lot of heat for this. But I didn't get into Halloween until like later, later in life. And Michael Myers just doesn't do anything for me. Wow. He's, he's just a standard uh, walk until you kill and that stuff. Uh, I need some type of personality, even though him and Jason Voorhees are basically the same. I like Jason better. So Michael Myers got to go. Hey, you are the Halloween guy. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to get killed for it because there's a ton <laughs> of Halloween people out there that loves it. I like Halloween now. I do, but I got into it later. It just yeah. wasn't my thing. So, yeah, sorry, Michael Myers got to go. <laughs> and <laughs> the new Halloween that come, that's going to be on Peacock next week, right? Yes, Peacock in theaters next Friday. I cannot wait to watch it because it looks very, very good. I might check that one out. Mm-hmm. I, th- but, I think because there's been a couple more, but I think the last Halloween movie I actually watched was H two O. Okay. So how many? Well, how many more? Has there just been one or two? There has. There's a resurrection was after that. Then he had the Rob Zombie remakes. So that was Halloween Mm -hmm. one and Halloween two. Then he had the one that came out three years ago, Halloween itself, the reboot, then this one. And then you're supposed to get the final one next year called Halloween ends. Oh, I didn't know there was another one after that. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, I wasn't going to count the Rob Zombie ones in between. So, Mm -hmm. so, okay. So two, actually, that's really part of the franchise. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the one from um the one from three years ago, it actually retconned everything, and just the first Halloween is the one to watch. But everything after that don't exist anymore. If you 
go by that timeline. You do that. You're the same <laughs> characters and hey, that's what they do. <laughs> so that's we made me. like twenty movies in between, but just watch <laughs> one and then the new stuff. And that's yes. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. So that way you're supposed to watch the first Halloween, and then you jump into the one that happened three years ago by this storyline here. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it retconned itself so many times already, so yeah, hey, it, it is what it is. <laughs> I mean, whenever you make these many movies, it's not like you can go through everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, like just the just the stuff that that they've done. It's like you can't. It's so many storylines, and look who shows up now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he had to go. I came for that rope <laughs> He had to go. <laughs> I think you've been paying attention. That's why he just came on. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to be pissed now. Where are you at? I think you're are you filming the new Halloween movie. Say what? Where are you at? Uh, Detroit. Convention Center. Can y'all hear me? Yeah. yeah. I love noise. Oh, okay. Yeah, Donna Stroll with the kid for uh, Global Convention Center. Right now we're in the Dragon area. All right, so I'm going to hop back off. Yeah, I, I, just wanted, I just wanted to piss Steve off and he tunes back in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's perfect uh, segue to final thoughts. All right, thanks for tuning in to episode of 57. Before we send things home, just a couple things remaining. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit the bell so you get notifications when we go live. Like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at DumbMarksPod. Don't forget that our audio-only edition of the show is available on demand on all your favorite podcast platforms. And make sure that you support the show by telling a friend about us and also purchasing our official merch at ProWrestlingTees.com slash DumbMarksPod. Donald, I don't have anything left for today. Is there anything? That, uh, know? yeah, two things. Um, what if ended on Wednesday? Okay. Marvel's What If. I wasn't yeah, I a big up. fan at all with the last episode. I didn't like the way that they was taking things. I overall, understood. It? Um, overall, the show was good. It was just yeah. that last episode I did not enjoy at all. I understood where they were going with it because of how the things Marvel's doing now with the multiverse. But me personally, I did not like it. And uh, second. I did watch that Netflix uh, special with the Undertaker's Urn and, oh, yeah. and New Day. Yeah, I forgot, I forgot the title. It is very good. I'm sorry. But if you have a chance, go ahead and play it because it's an interactive game. You're just like the New Day going into the Undertaker's Mansion trying to find the power to earn so they can build up their power of positivity. <laughs> and it is so funny. I mean, it is. I, I played through like a half hour, 40 minutes. Yeah, that's like it. That. Mm-hmm. Okay. I played through um, all the Big E stuff. So I did all of his like like his line. I need to go back and go through Kofi's and uh, Xavier's line, but it is good. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's good. <laughs> so do you just follow one person, or are they still all together? Uh, can't tell you. You got to play the story. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll check it out. Yeah, but that's all I have for final flies. Okay. All right. Before uh, send it home, give I you Steve's quote of the week. You gotta understand the difference between someone who speaks to you on their free time and someone who frees their time to speak to you. It's a good one.
Mm-hmm. All right. And with that, I'm a Mark, you're a Mark, tell a Mark. Until <laughs> next time, you can catch us around the way. <laughs>